Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. shut it down. Hey Instagram, good morning. <laughs> Trying to make sure my Facebook is doing exactly what it says. Hey Karen. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I will stay here until you change me. I need you. Don't want to go. I will stay here until you change me. Hey, Waldorf, Maryland, good morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay. Thank you, love. Thank you, love. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I need you. Don't want to go. I will stay here until you change me. Don't need rushing winds. Come like a rushing wind. Come like never before. Come like a rushing wind. Come like never before. Come like a rushing wind. Come like never before. I will stay here until you change me. My too. Me too. So Shamika, this wasn't even the song that was on my heart to play this morning or that I wanted to play this morning. And like when I tell you my desktop was acting crazy, I just said, you know what, Lord, we're going to roll with this. This is on the top of the QQ. And I think it's so appropriate. Good morning. Good morning. I will stay here until you change me. I need you, don't want to go, <laughs> I will stay here, oh Julia that's good, <laughs> my God welcome, welcome to Coffee and Conversations where 
No day is ever the same. My God, no day is ever the same. We are just a community of believers who love Jesus. And we come together Monday through Friday to learn the word of God, to become familiar with who he is. We have made a decision that we do not just want to know his acts. We want to know his ways. My God. <laughs> Come like a rushing wind, come like never before. Come like a rushing wind, come like never before. My God, I will stay here until you change me. I need you, don't want to go. <laughs> I will stay here until you change me. I need you, don't want to go, I will stay here until you change me, I need you, don't want to go. Can you ask him this morning, say, Lord, fill me, can you just type this, can you proclaim this, can you just say, Lord, fill me with your glory, my God, Lord, fill Lord, fill me with your glory. Lord God, let your glory manifest in us. Let your glory be on this devotional. Let your glory be evident in our life. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. When you pray prayers like that, do you know what he has to turn around and do? He's got to fill you with his glory. <laughs> when you pray unselfish prayers, when you pray prayers about stuff, Kirby, that does not make sense, my God, guess what he got to do? He got to fill you with his glory. My God, Lord, fill me with your glory. <laughs> I want to be a glory carrier for you. Forget about what I ever said I wanted to do. I don't want this to be about me any further. I don't want this to be my ministry and my business and my marriage and my children. My God, I'm sorry for thinking about mine. I need your glory to be evident in my life. I need your glory to be evident on this earth. I need your glory to be evidence that you are King of Kings, that you are Lord of Lords, that you are the great I am. My God, fill us with your glory. Fill us with your glory. Fill us with your glory. My God, fill us with your glory. I don't want to do the same thing today. I don't want to have the same conversation. I don't want to be in the same place that I was this year last time. I don't want to be repeating the same cycles. I, I don't want to be acting the same way. I don't even want to be sitting at the same tables. So I know the only thing that's going to manifest that change is his glory. See, can, can we go to the scripture? I'm not going to read it verbatim, but when Moses went to the top to spend 40 days with God and he went up there and he was in his presence, when he came down, he looked different. When he came down, he acted different. When he came down, he sounded different. Why? Because he was 
full of God's glory. My God, they couldn't even stand, just find that scripture, they couldn't even stand to look at the face of Moses. The, his face was beaming so bright. His face was so bright. It was because he was full of God. He, he was not full of himself. He, he was not full of himself. He was full of God's glory. And I don't know about you, but I don't wanna be full of anything else. I want a monumental change. I abandoned myself at your feet this morning. I love, Lord God, I only want what you want. I only want what you want. Tish, can I tell you something? Fill your bloodlines with the glory. Guess what? The change begins in you. My God. I'm going to talk to you just a little bit how important it is as you you are healing agents, as God gives you more revelation, and as God places you in your place of purpose, you bring healing with you. You bring change with you. My God, Father God, fill us with your glory. <laughs> fill us with your glory. My God, I thank you, Father God. You are redeeming the time. Even those things that we thought that were lost, Lord God, the time is being redeemed in your glory. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, fill us with your glory. I, I don't, I don't want to brag on myself no more. I don't want to boast on myself anymore. I need you. The glory changes things. I, I, the glory changes things. When the glory of the Lord is on your life, it changes absolutely everything he connected to. When Moses ascended to that mountaintop, when he descended, he was not the same person. He was not in the same place. He was not in the same position. We were created to carry God's glory everywhere we go. So Father God, we render ourselves to you today. We thank you, Lord God, for who you are. We thank you for Lord God, for how you called us. We thank you, Lord God, that you are Prince of Peace. We thank you, Lord God, you are King of Kings. We thank you, Lord God, you are the great I am. We thank you, Father God, this morning that fresh wind blows and for fresh impartation and for fresh revelation. Father God, we will not be the same. We don't want to be the same. We thank you for divine encounters. We thank you for revelation knowledge. We thank you for opening the eyes of our understanding to the hope of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. God, fill us with your glory. Show us your glory. Let us manifest your glory. Let us walk in your glory. Let us talk in your glory. Let our mind be renewed in your glory. And Father God, in the name of Jesus, Jesus, we yield to you today and we take the limitations off. We take the limitations off you, Father God. We drive out every force of darkness, every principality that has tried to leave us in the same places. And we thank you, Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, that we are only bound to you. We bind our mind to the mind of Christ and we bind our will to the will of God. We thank you, Lord God, that you are revealing your glory to us daily. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't know. I got the air is on in the house on 69 and I feel the heat this morning. I feel the heat and it's not coming from just these lights. So Father God, I thank you for your glory. I thank you for your glory that changes. I thank you for your glory that renews. I thank you for your glory. But, so 
So you have to pray that you have to begin to ask that you have to begin to talk that you have to begin to ask him. I don't want to be the same. I don't want to cap out. I don't want to think that I'm in the best position or I'm in the best place or I'm all that I'm supposed to be. No, I need a fresh anointing daily. I need fresh grace daily. I need your glory to be manifested and evident in every area of my life. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, show yourself, show us your glory, reveal yourself to us, daddy God, today, like never before. I need him to reveal himself to us today, like never before. I need him to reveal himself. Father God, I need you to, to reveal yourself to us today, like never before, Father God, in the name of Jesus. My God, we thank you for your glory. We thank you for your glory. We thank you for your glory. My God, healing manifest in your glory. My God, everything is so real in your glory. So we thank you, Father God, for your glory in the name of Jesus. Can I say something? I don't know, Teresa, if, if, if I even want manna today. I want the meat. <laughs> I want the meat. Manna was supposed to sustain us in the wilderness. Well, baby, we not in the wilderness. I need the quail. I need the meat. I need everything that's promised to me in this season so that I can begin to go do more for God. My God, let us manifest your glory. My God, we are harvesting your glory today. Father God, pour it out on us in Jesus' name. Amen. Slather us in your glory. Slather us in your glory. Slather us in your glory. My God, in Jesus' name. I want to be slathered in your glory. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. My God, I glorify you. I magnify you. I thank you, Father God, for all you are and all you are called you've called us to be. I thank you, Lord God. We have eyes to see ourselves, Father God, as you have called us to see ourselves. And we are seated in heavenly places and we will not my God, we will not return to the old. My God, I thank you. You're burning up the chaff and taking us out of our old places. In Jesus' name, amen. My God, renew our minds. Renew our minds. Renew our hearts. In Christ Jesus, in Jesus' name, amen. So, Oh my gosh. Hey y'all. Good morning. Hey y'all. How you doing? I'm so excited about the word of God. I'm so excited. And we are back at a particular scripture again. And I know for a fact, if we are back at this particular scripture again, then there is something the Lord needs us to see. He's brought me back to a set of verses. And I want to share this with you first. You are all called into a place in which you were called to influence. You are all called into a place in which you are called to um are and you are called to bring healing you are all called into a place um i got a post that i'm gonna write about my deshana um she's other people's stylist her beautician but she's mine she's personal to me and it's not just about her service it's um, the peace and the grace that I feel when I'm in her chair, like every time I'm with her and she's washing my hair, it's like she's washing the residue of whatever um, I carry from the last two weeks. It's like she's washing the residue. If I could get her to do my hair every week, I promise I would. Um, it's like she's washing the residue, but there is an anointing and a grace 
to her life. Like she was not just, and I'm telling you this for a reason. She was not just like hair is not what she does. Hair is what she was called to do. And so every time I'm with her, there's a sense of peace that floods me. Um, there's a sense of grace that's on her life. Um, and it's funny because if you meet her, uh, she's very kind of quiet, very exacting, but at the same time, there's just this freshness. There's just this thing about her. And so I know for a fact that she's called and anointed to do my hair. I know that she's called and anointed to do hair because when I leave her, I feel the difference. <laughs> When I leave her, I feel the difference. So it's greater than Deshana. It's greater than Deshana. Like it's greater than Deshana. It's Jesus in Deshana. It's the glory in Deshana. And so when I'm connected to Deshana and when I'm with Deshana and I'm feeling Deshana, it's different. Me, it's it's a divine connection between Deshana and I. That's why when I was looking for another stylist, I was praying. I was really praying, Lord, who have you called to do my hair? Who needs to have their hands in my head? Right, right. So that that's it. And so we are all called to bring healing. Like we are all called. My uncle has been teaching on this thing called the Olive Press, and as he's talking about the Olive Press. Um, he's saying the press, the pressure that we feel produces an oil in us. I have to give credit where credit is due. I do not like, I, I'm not going to plagiarize him. I'm telling you, this is him. He said the, the pressure on us produces an oil and part of the oil brings a healing. So there is a healing grace and anointing on her to, to touch when she, when I'm in her chair, when I'm, when she's doing my hair. And so I feel it every time I leave her. I feel it every time I'm with her. The same thing should be occurring in us. Wherever God called us to do, whatever God calls us, calls us to, we should be in a position in a place where we're bringing healing. We should be in a position in a place where we're bringing change. We are beyond the place in the position where we think things are just about us. We are beyond the, we should be beyond the place in the position where we think, um, where our prayers about us, we have to begin to recognize if we are an example, an extension of Jesus Christ on this earth, then God is calling us to something much higher than ourselves. Same thing about my boys' school, the schools that the boys are at. I prayed about them being at that school. And I know that this school was called for my children because there's something deposited in them every time. Same thing. I God has connected me to a banker. I love Love my little banker, my banker. He's intentional with me. God called me to him. He brings me a sense of peace where my finances are concerned. Same thing about my nurse practitioner that takes care of my medical care. I love her. Um, she brings Jesus with her. She's a woman. She's a woman of faith, right? Because she's been called to that thing. And when we've been called to that thing, no matter the struggles, no matter the situation, we bring something with us every time we go. Th that, this is the thing that the devil didn't want you to know. He thought you, he wanted you to just think you were going to a job. That is why it's so important for us to pray and ask God to show us our place of purpose. That is why it's so important for us to, to have the eyes of our understanding open so that we can see and understand what God has called us to do. So this 
this morning, I'm teaching you about crystal clear. We need to be crystal clear. We need to be crystal clear in who God is. We need to be crystal clear in our purpose. We are to be an extension of Jesus Christ everywhere we go. Everything, everything. If you're a nurse practice, whatever, wherever you go, every person you call into, that we are to be an extension of God. God, God positions you for purpose. I don't care if right now you're working in the grocery store. I don't care if you're working at Walmart. I don't care what you, God has positioned you in that place and you should be carrying his glory with you. When people experience you, they should not be experiencing this world. They should be experiencing Jesus Christ. But there's, I know what the problem is. The problem is because we don't see things crystal clearly, right? So God brought me back to the scripture again. It says, we're going to go, we're going to, we're going to go into this word again. And I'm going to share a few things with you today that I hope that you begin to ask God to give you more revelation of who you are in Christ Jesus so that he can redeem the time and you can be full of your glory. And you stop saying stuff over yourself. Like, well, I'm just a nurse tech. Or you stop saying stuff over yourself. Like, oh, I'm just a nail tech. You're not just anything. You are God's creative being in this earth called to make a difference wherever you go like called to make the difference wherever you go you are called to bring jesus i don't care if you're in a different place you are called to bring god wherever you go and i think part of our problem is we've been so set on what places will bring us that we forgot what we bring to it we forgot what we bring to it. We forgot we're so, so, I mean, I'm trying to, we're so focused on the stuff that we feel like supposed to come with it, the notoriety, um, the, we, we're so focused on those things that we're forgetting about what bring to it. So we're back here again. God brought me back to Revelations 3.18 again, right? And so I'm going to read this to you in the Berean version of the Bible. We're back here again. And he says, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined by fire, right? Lord, let the words of my mouth, the meditation of your heart be acceptable in your sight, that you may be rich and white garments so that you may be allotted and your shameful nakedness might not be made manifest and I salve to anoint your eyes so that you can begin to see differently differently so I salve you need I salve so that you can begin to see differently. So this is Jesus talking to the church of Laodicean, right? And the problem is they were blind to their spiritual realities. They were blind to their spiritual truths. They did not have eyes to see. They were focused on earthly comforts and prosperity. <laughs> That's where they were focused. They were focused on earthly comforts and they were focused on prosperity. And a lot of times we get so focused on seeing God's act. We don't even want to hear messages that teach us how to live purposely, that teach us how to grow in our relationship with God. We want to hear messages about comforts and prosperity because we don't recognize that even when we're going through, we're being developed, right? We're being developed. And so he's talking to the church of 
Laodicea. And if he's bringing us this scripture, he's talking to us as well. We are not to be focused on earthly comforts and prosperity. <laughs> that is not what we supposed to be focused on, right? And so Laodicea, they were well known throughout the region for this production of eye salve that was used to treat a number of diseases. They were known for it. So Jesus was saying to them, what my eye salve is way better than your eye salve. How you see, how you see things are, are or how I can show you to see things or your little anointing, your little oil that you use is nothing compared to the anointing and the oil that I will give you so that you can see. Because remember again, Laodicea was in lukewarm conditions, conditions. And so Jesus is saying to us, my God, if I give you this eye salve, if I give you eyes to see, if I give you ears to hear, then you're going to be in a repentant place. Come on now. Come on, y'all. And then you're going to be able to be fully developed into who I called you to be. Here's the other thing that we need to recognize by Laodicea. They were smug and they were satisfied. They were smug. I'm not beating my Bible up. I don't want y'all to be like, oh my gosh, she hit the Bible. Uh, they were smug. They were smug. They were smug. They were smug, but they were also satisfied. They got content with where they were. They thought they didn't need anything else. They thought they had built everything. And Jesus is coming to them and saying, I need you to hear me in this. What you need to do is you need to get the things that you've been getting from yourself. You need to get the things that you've been getting from this world. You need to get these things from me. You don't need this from nobody else. You need to get this from me because if you get this from me, right, then you're going to be in a repentant state and you're going to be in a much better place, right? A much better place. We also have to take note that Laodicea is the only church of the seven churches that received criticism and no positive remarks. And so if they received criticism and no positive remarks, and one of the things God significantly talked to them about was their spiritual eyes, then we need to take this word of God today and to see that we are operating according to our spiritual eyes. So let me take you over to uh, Matthew, the sixth chapter, and we're going to go into the 19th verse, right? And we're back in this, this verse again. I'm going to read it to you at the Message Bible. So we need to hear you. Oh, Holy Spirit, speak to us today because you're showing us something today. So let's back here. It says, Don't not, do not hoard treasure down here where it gets eaten by moths and corroded by rot, rust or worse, stolen by burglars. Stockpile treasures in heaven where it's safe from moth and rust and burglars. It's obvious, isn't it? The place where your treasure is, is the place you will most want to be and end up being. Treasure is what is precious. Treasure is what we seem to be valuable. Here's the thing you need to understand. Whatever you value, whatever you value becomes the guidance and the direction for what you'll do. So, if you value the blessing more than the blesser, you will be so determined and set your heart. Oh, God called me into riches. God told me he was going to make me rich. If I'm so focused on the riches, I still lose the value of who God is. If I'm so focused on the, the riches, if I'm so focused on the flame, even if it was a prophecy, even if it was a word, if I'm so focused on whatever I value, 
Whatever I seek after, whatever becomes a part of my value system is going to become the driving force for what I do every day. And instead of seeking God's face and instead of seeking to be in God's presence and instead of seeking to be more like God, I will, I will begin to seek him for stuff. I will be constantly caught up in stuff. And what happens is that I am dissatisfied if this stuff doesn't produce, if this stuff doesn't manifest. That's, that's what I'll be. I'll be satisfied. So it says your eyes, and this is what I love. Your eyes are windows into your body. Your eyes are windows into your body. If you open your eyes wide in wonder and belief, your body fills up with light. If you live squinty-eyed in greed and distrust, your body is a musty cellar. If you pull the blinds on your windows, what a dark life you will have. If I only see my life from whatever I'm putting my eyes on, right? If I see my life, if I'm only focusing on the pain, then I don't see God as deliverer. If I'm focusing on the dysfunction, then I don't see God. I don't see that God can bring me out of this dysfunction. If I'm only focused on the blessing, then I will never really truly get to know God as God. I will not. I will not. Because the end result is I am not seeking God for God, I am seeking God for the stuff that I hope God's, well, he's going to make me rich and then I'll be a blessing to others. Then seek him first. So it says, so it says, here it says, it says you can't worship. And this is what I love. He says, you cannot worship two gods at once. Loving one God, you're going to end up hating the other. Adoration of one feeds contempt for the other. You can't worship God and money both. If you decide for God, living a life of God worship, it follows that you don't fuss. Paul said this. He said, I've learned to be content and I've learned to be content without. He says, it follows that you don't fuss about what's on the table at mealtimes or whether the clothes in your closet are in fashion. There is far more to your life than the food you put in your stomach, more to your outer appearance than the clothes you hang on your body. <laughs> Look at the birds, free and unfettered, not tied down to a job description, careless in the care of God, and you count far more to him than the birds. So am I spending more time reverencing him? Am I spending more time desiring him? Am I spending more time serving others? Am I being an extension of him on this earth, right? For wherever, Matthew 6 and 21 says, wherever your treasure is, your heart is going to be there also. This book, this chapter is saying the eyes, whatever we have our eyes on, right? Matthew 6 and 25, Psalms 8, 4 and 6. This is what I love. He says, God cares more about us than the birds. Psalms 8 and 4 and 6 says, what is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that you visited him? For thou has made him a little lower than the angels and has 
crown him with glory and honor. You have been crowned with glory and with honor, right? He said, and then you have given him dominion over the works of the hand. Thou has put all things under his feet, right? So then he comes back and he says, has anyone by fussing in front of the mirror even got taller by so much as an inch? Have you in the mirror criticizing yourself gotten any better? Have you in the mirror put, put, pulling the government apart gotten any better? Have your complaining and your murmuring on all the ugly and nasty things you said produced absolutely anything? Have all the negativeness that you focus on given you any desired result? Is it doing absolutely anything? He says, by so much as an inch, all this time and money wasted on fashion, do you think it makes that much difference? Instead of looking at the fashion, walk out to the fields and look at the wildflowers. They never primp or shop, but have you ever seen color and design quite like it? The 10 best dressed men and women in the country look shabby alongside of them. If God gives such attention to the appearance of wildflowers and wildflowers are doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. They're serving their purpose by being wildflowers. Birds are serving their purpose by being birds. Lord, let us serve our purpose by being exactly who and what you called us to be and nothing else. It says, if God gives such attention to the appearance of wildflowers, most, most of which are never ever seen, do you think he'll attend to you, take pride in you, and do what's best for you? What I'm trying to do here is get you to be relaxed. I love God to get you to be relaxed, to not be so preoccupied with getting so you can respond to God's giving. My God, my God. He said, that's what I'm trying to do. You're too, re you're too preoccupied with getting so you can respond to God's giving. People who don't know God and the way he works fuss over these things, but you know both God and how he works. Steep your life in God reality, God initiative, God provisions. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. God will give you your daily bread. God will meet every human need and concern you have give your entire attention this is just the word of god give your entire attention to what god is doing right now and don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow god will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time, Matthew 66 and 33 in the other version says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all of these other things will be added unto us. So anytime my face, my mind, my thought processes 
our, our other things we have before heaven. But we ain't even supposed to take no thought. Now, it doesn't mean we don't war for the prophecies. It doesn't mean that we don't war for things spiritually. That's not what I'm saying. Sometimes you got to take a stand. It does not mean we don't do confessions. It does not mean that we don't pray for each other. But, but we should not be preoccupied with getting. We should be preoccupied with doing kingdom. We should be preoccupied with making sure we are the extension of God's hand in this earth. We should be preoccupied with bringing healing throughout the earth. Remember, James tells us, just find that scripture. James tells us without a doubt, do not boast in tomorrow because you don't know whether or not tomorrow is going to be here or not. So I want to give you one more thing that to think about, to meditate on today. This is what I love. And if this is what happened with Solomon, then I know for a fact this is what should be happening with us. Second Chronicles 1 and 17. God appeared to Solomon and he says to him, ask for whatever you want. That's what God said to him. He said, Solomon, ask whatever you want. And Solomon is David's son. He says, I need you to ask whatever you want from me, Solomon. I want you to ask for whatever it is. You can ask, you can, um, you can ask for whatever it is and I'm going to give it to you. Um, that's what I'm going to give you. Ask for me for whatever you want. And if you are ever in the position where God asks you, ask for me whatever you want, you better be very quiet about your words. You better think. You better ask the Holy Spirit, what is it that I need? Don't waste that request on nothing else. And so it says, and so Solomon, this is what I love. The first through the eighth verse. I'm not reading it to you. I'm telling you, right? The Solomon in the first through the eighth verse, he first acknowledges and praises God. He's like, you are the dopest God ever. That's me paraphrasing. He's like, you are the dopest God ever. Like you are the dopest God ever. You are such an amazing God. Then in the ninth verse in the second Chronicles first and nine, he reminds him, he does remind him of what he promised. He says, father, you promised this kingdom to my father, David. So now this kingdom is promised to me. You promised us this kingdom to rule and to reign over. And so this is what Solomon does next. This is what he does next. He didn't do anything. He didn't say, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't say anything else. He says, give me the wisdom and the knowledge that I may lead the people, right? For who is able to govern your people. He says, God, you have called me to this kingdom. You have called me to live this kingdom. I need you to give me the wisdom and knowledge so that I may lead your people. My God, this morning when I was reading this, I was like, Lord, God, forgive me. I need the wisdom and the knowledge from you to make sure I lead this ministry to make sure I don't want to ask. I need your, this is how I pray and talk to him. I need your wisdom and knowledge to be the best parent for them. I need your wisdom and knowledge to be an amazing wife when that season happens. I need, that's how I'm talking to him. I need your wisdom and knowledge for my money. I need your wisdom and knowledge for my health. I need your wisdom and knowledge because your wisdom and knowledge is going to put me, your Holy Spirit is what's going to change my life. Your, um, your Holy Spirit, um, is going to do open up the door. I don't need anything else. This is what I need from you today. This is what's up. And this is what I love. Here is the evidence of what how God backs what Solomon says. Do, do you see how powerful this is? Here is the evidence. God said to Solomon, since this is your heart's desire and you have not asked for wealth, 
You have not asked for possessions. You have not asked for honor. You have not asked for death of your enemies. And since you have not asked, asked for any of these things, but you asked for wisdom to govern my people because Solomon began to recognize this thing that you call me to, God, is greater than you. This thing that you call me to is not about me. These are your people. I'm your extension. So I don't need my own wisdom. I don't need worldly wisdom. I need your wisdom on this. I need to walk closely with you. I need to hear you in my ears. I need to bind your word around my neck. I need to be the best. I need your wisdom, your knowledge, and your understanding to become the best version of myself. And God says to him, since you didn't ask me for any of those things, right? You, but give you people. He said, therefore, wisdom and knowledge is going to be given to you. He said, it's going to be given to you. And I will also, because he can't, whoo, that should have been your yell. That should have been your scream. He said, and I will also give you wealth, possessions, honor, such as no king who has ever and no king who will ever have because you didn't seek my hand, you sought my wisdom, you sought my precepts, you sought to be in line with my perfect will for your life. You weren't seeking my stuff, you were seeking me. You wanted to honor me, you just wanted to be like me in this earth because I'm seeking you first. Because I'm keep my my eyes on you, my eyes on you. Um, that's what I'm asking. He said, because I'm doing that, because that's what you're asking him for. He gave him more because he didn't run before God. He didn't run ahead of God. He didn't make a decision that he was just going to do what he wanted to do. No, he made a decision that I'm going, I need your wisdom, Lord. I need your wisdom. I need your wisdom. I don't need nothing else. I don't, I don't need to be connected to nothing else. If you're calling me to this, if you're calling me to motherhood, if you're calling me to wife, if you're calling me to teach, if you're calling me to nurse, if you're calling me to medicine, if you're calling me, wherever you're calling me to, I need your wisdom. If you're telling me there's a promised land, I need your wisdom, how to steward, how to take over the promised land, because this all belongs to you anyway. I'm just an extension of you in this earth. My God, I need to keep my eyes on you. I need to trust you. I need to be seeking you first. If you're telling me the eyes are the lamp to the soul, then I got to make sure at all times and in everything I seek you first. Psalms 121 and 1, when you have a problem in your life, how I seek, come on, Holy Spirit. When you have a problem in your life, how I seek God first is I lift up the eyes to the mountains where comes my help. Right? I lift up to I I don't I don't I, I lift up the eyes to the mountains which cometh my help, right? Because my help comes from the Lord, right? That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna seek heaven first when I have a problem. I'm gonna seek second Kings six and seventeen. If your eyes are not open, right? Elijah prayed, open his eyes, Lord, so that I may see. Father God, open our eyes so that we can see. 
My God, Jeremiah 5 and 21 says, Hear this, you foolish and senseless people who have eyes but do not see, but who have ears who do not hear, right? Psalms 33 and 18 says, But the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those who hope in his unfailing love. My God, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Isaiah 5 and 21 says, Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and clever in their own sight. I don't need nothing else but his wisdom. That's it. I don't need nothing else but his knowledge. I don't need nothing else but his understanding. I don't need to talk to him about nothing else. I don't need to talk to him about stuff. We don't need to have no more conversation about stuff. Lord, give me the wisdom for the purpose that you called me to. Lord God, give me the wisdom for what you're saying about me. Lord, I need that wisdom. We've been lacking a wisdom issue. My God, all of the stuff. If, can I tell you something? He knew Solomon was going to have to have riches. He knew Solomon was going to have to have these things in order to lead his people. He already knew that about Solomon. He knew what Solomon needed in order for him to get the glory out of his life. He answered. And so when Solomon said, Lord, I don't, you gave me this. This doesn't belong to me anyway. Give me the wisdom for it. When he sought the wisdom of the Lord, it knew it let God know that he was not prideful. It let God know he knew he needed God more than anything else. If we are going to be effective, if we're going to walk in the fullness of what God is calling us to be, then our prayer has to be, Lord, I need your wisdom. I need your wisdom. I need your, yeah, Crystal, what do you want from me for the task? What do you want me to do? Father God, position me in a place of purpose. And then after this today, don't take no relationship for granted. Don't take no position you're in for granted. Don't take nothing you're connected to for granted. Don't think that you have the answer. You pray this morning and, and repent first. Father God, forgive me. For feeling like my wisdom or this world's wisdom, it was greater than yours. Father, forgive me for not having eyes to see. I need your eyes to see everything I'm connected to. I bow before you. I humble myself. Forgive me for my prideful ways. Now, Lord God, I need your wisdom. I need your wisdom on my circumstances. I need your wisdom for my finances. I need your wisdom for my health. I'm through assuming I know what to pray. I'm through assuming I know what to do. Father God, I need your wisdom like never before. And when you pray that way, guess what God going to begin to do? He's going to begin to give you wisdom and then be patient, baby. Do not let the enemy push you into a space to feel like you got a rush. You don't have to rush. You don't have to rush. God will build everything up over time, take your residence in the truth that if you ask him for wisdom, he's going to supply you. James says the wisdom from above is peaceable. It's truth. It's going to give you absolutely everything you need. You don't have to attach yourself to nothing else. You ain't got to make up nothing else. You ain't got to position yourself. In a, baby, you just need to wait until you have the wisdom. And then again, you may need to fast. You may need to break the stronghold over your life. You may need to fast so that you can come into the full knowledge of that wisdom. Wisdom. We got wisdom issues. We got wisdom issues for our relationships because we've been doing stuff the same way. We've been held captive in our own prisons. 
Because we've been in the same positions for so long. We've been held captain, captive, working around in our same, just because we won't pause and stop and ask God for wisdom. Just because we won't buy the eye salve that we need. Just because we're afraid to say, Lord, really show me me. Show me my dysfunction. Show, show me where I'm not honoring you. Show me where my life don't line up with yours. And then I get patient and I get quiet enough for you to reveal that to me. And then once you reveal that to me, I change positions. I let the Holy Spirit do the greater work so that I can honor you. Jesus told them, he said, I did not come here to be served. I came here to serve. That is the same attitude we're supposed to have. Father God, I thank you for your word today. I thank you for your people today. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your mercy. My God, we are buying the house I sell today. Give us eyes to see. Enlighten the eyes of our hearts to the hope and call of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. Give us new levels of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Do not let us be wise in our own eyes. Father God, show us your standard, your spirit of excellence, Father God. Show us the places that we've been walking around in the same circles, repeating the same mistakes, doing the same things over and over again. Holy Spirit, bear, burn up the chaff. And then Father God, give us the strength and grace to be able to walk into the wisdom that you're giving us and all that you're calling to be. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that's your first start. If you really want to walk in another level of wisdom so that you don't keep repeating the same mistakes and doing the same thing, you need to, this, this, this is the prime time for you to say, you know what? I need Jesus. And that's all you got to do. Father God, forgive me. I am a sinner. I am in need of a Savior. Lord Jesus, I invite you into my heart. My God, I invite you into my life. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And then you know what will happen next? The Holy Spirit will do the greater work. If you prayed that prayer, please send us an email at info at justbeinglmj.com and we will send you some materials so that you can be further discipled in the things of God. I love you, but more than anything, God loves you. Now, if God so leads you and tells you, <laughs> To become a partner with this ministry, will you please honor God? Not Lakeisha, honor God. Go over to the website, right? D push the donation button, LakeishaMJohnson.com, and you can give your donation there. You can give your seat there, and you can find out all the ways of what we do and how we serve our community. You can also cash up us at dollar sign LMJ Ministry. Um, my God, I thank you for your word today. I thank you for your word today. I thank you for releasing us. I thank you for unlocking us. I thank you for the giving of your people. I plead the blood of Jesus over them. No weapon formed against them shall prosper. I thank you, Father God, that more fruit will abound to their account. You will give seed to the sower. You are causing, my God, in the name of Jesus, stuff to run towards them. Press down, shake together, runneth over, shall men pour into their bosom so that they can be liberal givers in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for supporting the gospel. Thank you for 100% tithers and givers, not just to this ministry throughout the world. Every time you tithe and give to the ministry God tells you to give, you help promote the gospel throughout the world. Back in the morning, 5 a.m., invite somebody in. Love, peace, and blessings. My God, I thank you. My God. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.